0: Hi everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost Podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals with Pam and Sunny at the park today. Yep, we're hanging out at the park together in the truck, and we're looking out at the pretty green leaves and the beautiful bark of the many, many trees right around us. A couple little pavilions, some people playing golf, frisbee. It's actually it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. People walking their dogs and yes yeah, Sunny, we'll go for a walk in a little bit we already had our early morning walk right yeah so Sunny, I wanted to ask you what are your thoughts on something um Sonny what is it why do people why are people fascinated with paper I don't know mom um have you ever thought about it no <laughs> well how about we explore it today okay <laughs> all right fair enough um well, let's see. I mean, along with the, the uh, feel, the touch, the smell, all of that, which uh, has a wonderful tactile sense to it and, and tickles our uh, fingers and our eyes. Oh, my goodness. Can some papers be so beautiful you just can't take their eyes off them? It's funny how we go along in life and we come across things all the time, and we don't think twice about them. And then one day, all of a sudden, they become absolutely fascinating. Uh, that was kind of my journey with paper. I mean, I was surrounded by paper in most of my life, and uh, really didn't think much about it. But I always knew I kind of liked it. Oh, now Sunny has spotted a another local dog. We shall see how this goes. That dog is going, oh okay. Smart. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's okay. He's going for a walk. It's a little beagle. And um, <laughs> so... Recently, I fell in love with gift wrap, vintage gift wrap. I don't know. There was just something about it that I got amazed by, and I just was so thrilled to come across some um, like nineteen thirties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, all the way through the decades. But they're all so different, and they all feel different—the way they were made, their colors, their their texture. It's almost like falling in love with paper all over again. Um, Uh, I recently included some in a Christmas collection, um, and I just, it's like I can't get it off my mind. I keep thinking gift wrap, gift wrap, gift wrap, and, uh, uh, really, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of paper. It comes in a large piece, sometimes a little cumbersome if you want to make junk journals because it's on the roll, so maybe it takes some time to cut it up into little pieces so it's more easily, uh, accessible. I actually took some off the roll and, um, cut it into pieces and then put them under something heavy to flatten them out a little bit so that uh, they might not curl up so much. But boy, they have great recoil. Um, It's amazing. (laughs) But I did my best. But uh, yeah, that's kind of one of those things you do mass making. It's easier to do a bunch at once as opposed to going back and cutting off a little piece, a little piece. Or maybe you have some rolls tucked in the corner of your craft room. You just tear off a little piece as needed. But it is the easily forgotten about gift wrap. And You know, the um, vintage gift wrap, it's really a sign of the times. You can see what was popular then. It's truly ephemera because it's paper that was made for a temporary purpose that's, you know, designed originally to be thrown away. Um, But uh, then there are those of us who love to capture it and save it and use it for other things. Now, how many grew up when you unwrapped a gift, you... It, it was kind of expected to fold the paper up again to be used at, at a future gift or something like that. I mean, that's how I grew up. We we all did that. But, um, I would say rarely did we ever actually use it because somehow it got lost or when you were ready for the next gift, it, that gift wrap was nowhere to be found. At least it wasn't in my house. And, uh, so off we went to the store and buying more gift wrap and bringing that home. So, you can really accumulate a lot of gift wrap very quickly and if you have it on the rolls it can take up a lot of space. Apparently this is the gift wrap episode. (laughs) I don't know how this went from uh, why we appreciate paper but um, uh, yeah I have found that um, okay, visually different papers can be very stunning, very evoking. They can pull you in, draw you in, beckon you to touch them, to feel the grade of the paper. there's a lot of nerve endings in the fingertips, and when you're feeling paper, um, it can be a very rich and rewarding experience. If you've, you know, have nothing to do one day, just go down to your local used bookshop and just go along and open up random uh, various books of different ages and feel the papers. I mean, it's really quite a sensory explosion of sensations. It's a, it's a fun thing to appreciate how many different kinds of paper there actually are out there. It's mind-boggling. Um, absolutely mind-boggling and um, some are a little thicker some are a little thinner some bend easier some are as, as sheer as tissue even sheer some of the old um, uh, dictionaries and that can have such thin paper it's amazing that the paper just doesn't fall apart in your hands uh, but it doesn't and for some reason it stands the test of time um, it's quite magnificent uh, and and how closely well, okay so let's the visual stunning aspect of paper draws you in. That's the first thing you come across. You see it. Or, or you know, you're, let's say you're wandering through Hobby Lobby or Michael's and you're just on sensory overload. There's so many beautiful colors and textures and this and that. It makes you just want to reach out and touch everything. And you know when you, you go down the dreaded aisle of scrapbook paper and you're saying to yourself, no, don't do it. Don't go down there. You know what's going to happen. You're going to fall in love with... A bunch of these pads and you're gonna take them home and then you've got them. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, you're gonna have these grand ideas, you're gonna use these papers and then you don't. What is that about? Why these papers are beautiful? Okay okay let's say some of the papers are beautiful in the packs because we all have different tastes, different styles, different you know connections to different patterns and things like that so you're gonna love some of the papers and you're gonna just not be so in love with some of the other papers Let, let's say um, you know plaid uh, paisley uh, map um, you know flowers I mean there's so many different paper types are, are, and, and pictures that they can put on these papers it's it is mind-boggling and then of course they have a sale yeah I know right and uh, um, so next thing you know your cart is full and out you go um, Um, but thankfully, thankfully we have some ideas on how to use up scrapbook paper. So, um, there's a lot of things you can do with it. And it's really, it is a beautiful resource when you think about it and it comes in thick and thin and it can feel differently. And it's funny how we go through these eras of crafting, the greeting card era, the scrapbooking era, the junk journal era, a lot of it is utilizing the same papers, the same tools in a different way just kind of putting a different spin or a different twist on it and seeing what we can make from it and uh, um, so don't think those were bad purchases I think if uh, you really set your mind to it you're gonna come up with some creative ideas on how to utilize those for today's purposes and today's uses and there's nothing wrong with crafting for yesterday I mean hey greeting cards and scrapbooking is still growing strong And a lot of people have a lot of joy out of that. I recently made some Christmas cards, um, and I I, I enjoyed the process. It was a lot of fun. I'm not an expert greeting card maker, but I enjoyed the process of making the greeting card. Um, It's something useful. It's actually something that could be tucked into any journal because, hey, Maybe they're not going to use a Christmas card today, but maybe when they go back into that book, and that might be closer to Christmas time, and they're going to have some Christmas cards ready to go. Or you are. How about you? You know, you, you're, you're a great um, center source to all of this. What do you think, Sunny? Oh, yeah, I love the Christmas cards. Mom, they're awesome. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, my little lamb. Um, let me loosen that up for you a little. Okay, there we go. More comfortable. Yeah, so uh, here we are. We're at the park, and we're talking paper. And, um, so that's, that's the visual and that's the textile, the texture, the tactile. Um, and I'm thinking back, I have had a fascination with old stationery, vintage stationery, um, antique stationery, old postcards. Uh, they're just, you can just see the richness and the, the mode of connection through it all. I'm recently watching um, uh, this Netflix series called Anne with an E, and I'm finding it fascinating because Anne is absolutely amazed by language and uh, words and uh, paper, you can tell, is very precious uh, to people back then. I think this was the turn of the century, probably early 1900s time period, um, where you really respected and valued paper. It was not just tossed about it was considered a um, an important uh, valued luxury that had purpose and you coveted it and it was special and when you had a piece of paper that was awesome look sonny there's a guy playing frisbee golf and he's got his little dog and his dog struggles so he can go along too and play frisbee golf with him probably a little senior dog how cute is that and um so yeah, and then there's the whole world of, you know, things that we don't see so much today. Maybe, maybe we do. I'm going to talk about Victorian trade cards. And Victorian trade cards um, are a little unique in the fact that there was no internet. They're, they're a form of advertising for uh, companies way back when. They would put this beautiful artwork on the front and then they might have like their company logo or something and sometimes on the back they would have the description of their business so you would get this beautiful picture of a flower and then it would be you know um, uh, clark's shoes and company and, and the information on the back and it, and these were collectible people absolutely went gaga over the beautiful artistry and uh so these companies would make a lot of these and then people would collect them and there were a lot of uh scrapbooks back then where a scrapbook was actually a scrapbook where you would just stick something and save something in it and people would make massive collections of these gorgeous scrapbooks and uh if you're lucky you might come across one of those somewhere in your hunts and they're fabulous to look back at and um the different things that people collected uh, just it's just mind-blowingly gobstock smackingly wonderful um to see these beautiful papers and uh, the um then you kind of dabble dibble crossover into something called victorian die cuts or die or victorian scraps i think they kind of fall into the same category but they are a um machine cut image similar to the ones that are on the fronts of the victorian trade cards um but they generally don't have anything on the back they're just the picture they're just used for adornment or i honestly don't know what they used to use them for back then um maybe they were doing paper crafting and this is how they added things see sunny look that up put that put that on their list of why why were the die cuts even created um But you can get them in collections of fruits and flowers and dogs and, you know, um, what are the funny ones? Um, There's these ones called, and these fall onto the trade cards too, the anthropomorphic ones. They're these funny images of people, kind of cartoonist, caricature style people that are just quite comical. Um, and there's a whole genre of those out there if you've never looked at those check those out because those are very funny and and you can see the humor in the times a little different than our humor today but definitely humor of the times and where people took it and and stuff like that it's very very funny very unique to look at very uh, a well worth afternoon of uh, exploring those and um, uh, you know often people ask me you know where do you find this stuff where do you find it and uh, i would say everywhere um, if you don't have some with your own personal in your own personal stash or that grandma gave you something like that, um, at, start with asking your friends, family, and then maybe go um, explore garage sales, yard sales, estate sales. Um, flea markets are a good source of those. There's a lot of online flea markets and online auctions and things like that now that have uh, uh, percol- percolated up because of COVID. So you might be able to find some interesting. Things online. Um, there's Facebook Marketplace. There's also, and there's a lot of groups in there. So, um, gosh, there's one, what's it called? Like Backpackers something. It's, it doesn't sound like what it is, but it's actually for old ephemera and stuff. And people sell all sorts of things in there. Um, so, you know, then there's eBay, um, there's estate, there's uh, antique shops. Um, where are you going, honey? You want to go somewhere? We already did our business. You should be all calm. You just want to go and play with the birds and the squirrels? Okay, we'll do that after, I promise. Yeah, okay. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of interesting um, places to find things that might be off the beaten path a little bit, um, but uh, they are out there. And, um, you can find them if you really look. Now, a lot of the Victorian stuff is, is, um, sometimes it can be pricey, um, but every once in a while you come across something that's not too much and, uh, it might be just the perfect find. So enjoy your journey. And, um, what else can we talk about? Different kinds of paper, honey. Well, you, you keep going on these other senses. Okay. Right. You're right. What about smell? Oh yeah. Now we're talking. Okay. All right. So paper has a smell. How about new book smell? You crack a new book and it has a smell, right? Um, it's kind of like new car smell. Um, and the books today, they have, um, I would call them machinist, commercial, heavy dye. Um, well, I want it almost plasticky, but kind of along that lines of probably not healthy to inhale kind of smell. But, uh, uh my husband used to tell me he used to love the smell of print. Yeah, he used to smell his uh, school books <laughs> uh, maybe he's a weird one just like the rest of us and um, um, and then you go back in time and you have a good sniff of those books and uh, now you're gonna get some musty books and some moldy books along the way and you want to stay away from those because you don't you don't want those you want you want happy healthy books and um, water damage and stuff like that is hard on books and uh, you, you just don't want to mess with that but yeah um, you know, just books that have been stored well in dry areas, um, not humid, they've been air conditioned, uh, things like that. Sometimes you can, you can, you can still smell the, the oldness in the paper, um, Sometimes you can't help but smell it because you open the book and there's the smell. And uh, I enjoy the smell. I like the smell. Uh, I don't know if everybody likes the smell, but I have a funny feeling that a lot of paper lovers like the smell. And uh, it's part of the experience. It kind of expands your awareness and, and your curiosity about, mm. where was this book stored? Who had this book? Sometimes a book might smell like lavender or rose or uh, mothballs or coffee or um, you know who knows? I mean, it can have a lot of sense. Uh, if it was um, you know in a lady's bedroom, it might smell like perfume. That's a possibility. Or you know um, products. You know, like a lot of hair products and things like that. It might take on because it's very dry, porous, and absorptive. Uh, these papers, you know, the, the, the uh, types that are like that, and they absorb. They absorb the sense of what is around them, and um, yeah, it, it's an enjoyable part of uh, the experience of being with the paper it's part of it um there there's different layers and different levels of depth to the experience of the pap- the different papers that are out there and um some of the older ones can have a very interesting smell <laughs> um and uh you just never know what you're going to come across in the world of aromas with papers um Let's see. Now, sound. Now, there's, there's an interesting thing to think about with papers. Uh, there's the soft slip of the page um, as you're turning the pages from one to the next. There's the uh, whisk through the air as the page flips. There's the sound of your fingers turning the page. Um, there's the crack of opening a new book. You know that sound? Crack. I remember that sound specifically with new textbooks in school. You'd open it up. Crack. There would be the classic crack. What a great sound. And uh, somehow you felt like you were just diving into something wonderful in there. Um... Uh, there was so much to explore, so much information, so much was uh, if you could only insert it in your head, you know, <laughs> as opposed to sitting there and trying to memorize it all, if you could just take the book and insert it in your head, wouldn't that be wonderful? Maybe one day they'll, we'll be able to download books into our head, huh, Sonny? I don't know if I like that, Mom. I don't think that's safe. I agree. I agree. We'll just stick with the old books. And uh, um, yeah, so then there's the crinkle. Oh, we got to have a classic crinkle, right? A crinkle and a crunch. And sometimes those fly leaves, those endpapers if you will, those blank pages that are at the beginning and the end of a book, actually designed to protect the book, um, those can come of different nature as well. They can be made of different things and they might be as thin as tracing paper. Um, I've seen many old books with just like almost like a piece of tracing paper in the front or the back. And then you might get thicker pages in the front or the back than the actual pages of the book. And I've seen it reverse where you get thinner pages in the front and the back. Compared to the rest of the book. So, you know, what is all that about? And where do we find this information? Who knows? Probably bookbinders. They probably know. Maybe it has to do with the type of cover they're using, how thick the book is, how valuable the book is, how much protecting they want with the book. Um, Sometimes those pages are there to write notes on. Have you ever seen the word notes at the top of the pages in the back? where you can they've the the publisher has graciously given you a few extra pages just so you can put some information down and uh, how about the classic sound of um, crunch 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 when you're done with a piece of paper and or you're you've started something you don't like it and you're crumpling it up you're crumpling it up and you're tossing it in the bin how about that the crumple bin toss sound um seen it in many movies Uh, a lot of uh right uh authors and journalists a classic scene in the movie is him pulling the page out of the typewriter crumpling it up and tossing it in the bin and maybe we've done that ourselves many times too um so there's a lot in that world um maybe we don't talk about it often enough and uh, we just get busy with our lives and our day and we think well who's going to sit around and and think about paper or talk about paper but um I think there's a whole magical world in there that sometimes uh, deserves a little more limelight than it gets in a regular daily life, which can be very busy. And um, um, so if you have a second or two, maybe ponder the next piece of paper you come across. Um, You know, feel it, touch it, smell it, look at it from all sides. Give it a a crinkle or a crumple. Ask yourself where it came from. What was its purpose? um, Who made it? Who might who might whose hands might it end up in it can go on a fabulous journey well we know it ended up in yours if you're asking the question so there you go all right from sunny and me uh, at the park uh, we send you all big happy hugs and we hope you're having fun out there in your papery worlds and and you take time to get lost in your papers and have some peace and passion and uh, joy in your papery experience today have fun everybody we'll talk to you soon bye-bye